66 yards. It bounces off the crossbar, and it's good! Oh, oh, my, goodness. oh my goodness! Welcome to Hensley's Hangout with Carl and Pat. Welcome back into the podcast, everybody. This is Hensley's Hangout, where me and my co-host Pat break down everything going on in our 10-person fantasy football league. Pat, how are you doing today? Doing pretty good, man. Welcome back. Yeah, happy welcome ho- back. Happy Halloween. So the last time we spoke was right after week one. It's now right after week six, so it's been a little while. Um, we're a couple days removed at this point, but... We're coming pretty hot off the worst weekend in recent Baltimore sports history. What you got to experience firsthand with that first Orioles playoff game in, what, seven years? Me and Butch were so stoked about this. We, like, I was on the phone with him. We were, like, buying the tickets right at the moment that they went on sale. We were in the, like, waiting room, got the tickets so fucking stoked. Watching the prices of the tickets go up on game time, like, hell yeah, we can sell these things for a mint. Like, this rocks, right? First home game is the you know the uh, ALDS um, against the Rangers, who we had a little bit of challenges with over in, during the regular season, but we beat them. Uh, and thank goodness we were there for the first game instead of the second or the third. I mean, we were there for an L, but the game two and three were. Ugly. So tell me about the uh, the whole experience, though, because like I've you know we've been to Orioles games, we've been right. all that, but playoff games, especially being out that long, and you had to tell me about. Your dad, my dad, Tim Wilson being on the sauce like before 10 a.m. Give me it all. Yeah, the uh, the freaking the the uh, Ken Kesey's magic bus rolls up to my house at 9:30. Timmy Wilson croaks out of the back seat. He's like he's got a half empty can or uh, cup from McDonald's with Jameson and Coke. The Hunter uh, Stem special. Yeah. Uh, Mike is drinking in the front seat. Butch is drinking a beer in the back seat. Uh, it's 9:30 in the morning. How many slurs and uh, jokes were my dad tossing out before you even left Rogers Forge? Uh, many. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Before we left Rogers Forge, not so bad. But I would say as soon as, uh, as, soon we, as we crossed started, over to the city lines, my dad's like, my dad's hatred and get disdain. Get a job! <laughs> um, and I would say once we parked in the parking garage, we had we, tail- we had a couple beers in the parking garage, cracking some peanuts yeah. and whatnot. And uh, yeah, I would say right about then, it's about 10.30, that's when it really started started flowing. So we went down to Pickles, uh, the, all of those bars that are right there. I mean, it was it was a, it was madness. It was electric, crazy. Oh, I'm yeah, sure. Electric yeah. environment. And I it was pouring. It was raining. I know. It was really wet. I've, I'm sure the passion was just running deep there. And, like, of course, the game got delayed a little bit. So everybody was just, like, on edge and stuff like that. So I don't think Butch is a listener, so I'm going to dunk on him a little bit. Um, <laughs> this guy is so neurotic about the weather. He was so we get there. He's just and, a nerd in general. Like he so, just like he just like so honed in on the things that don't matter the, the all whole the time. Way, the whole way down. Oh, do I wear the do I wear the windbreaker? Do I wear the pullover? Do I wear the quarter? And he gives you the look. Like he raises and, his eyebrow. Like mm, I don't know if that's going to be good enough. Or like, and well, so he ended up not taking enough clothing for his satisfaction. So he bought a sweatshirt there. Yep, he told and me then that. Within forty five minutes of him was buying sweating, that, and then got sunburned too, didn't he? And then he bought a hat. Oh. <laughs> Jeanette probably chewed him out for like you. <laughs> Because you know he was like pacing all week about what he was going to wear, mm-hmm. how are we going to do? Like, and you guys were probably like chopping it up. Yeah. And then of course, the Ravens lost to the Steelers in embarrassing fashion. So I'll say this: I, I only watched the first half of that game, so I, I I left. I had to do some homework that day. I left, and I was like, "All right, we probably got this one in the bag." I watched it in the car ride back from Outer Banks for TJ's bachelor party, and I was like, "Okay, let's not fuck around with these dipshits today." 
sure enough, we fucked around with those dipshits. Yep. And, uh, I mean, it was a bad loss. And, like, you know, it definitely stung a little bit more, you know, not just that, but the Orioles then losing again. Definitely a bad uh, un- or an unforgettable weekend in Baltimore sports. Ravens could be bouncing back. I mean, that wasn't the prettiest win of all time against the Titans, but they got it done. They're just typical Raven season. Yep. You know, they'll, they have a nice win that sucks you back in, then a loss that like kind of humbles you. But other than that, I mean, I think they're playing pretty well. They're getting the guys back that they need to with right. Humphrey, Stanley, Marcus Williams. Uh, I'm Linderbaum's back. Yep, that's nice. Uh, the people I'm kind of starting to be out on, um, Rashad Bateman. Oh, yeah. He bitched a lot in the offseason for somebody that's not really backing up. And uh-uh. uh, I'm not really out on him, but I'm like kind of disappointed in how unsurprised I am, which is there's a lot of oxymorons in there. But OBJ. Oh, well, what do you expect? I mean, I think we, I, knew, we knew as soon as they signed him, it was an overpay and it was not going to live and up to expectations. Yes, and we knew that when they signed him, I think it was just some like, hey, let's overpay for OBL Beckham Jr. so that we can sign Lamar. And look, as long as Drake shows up to one home game this year, it's worth it. Yeah, because Kodak Black's going to show up when he gets out out of jail. <laughs> now, do Kodak Black and Drake have beef? I don't know. Nor do I care, but mm. I would like to see a lot more clout at the games, which we're already doing with Odell Beckham. I mean, rumors are Kim K is going to be here soon because wow. they are dating. No way. Yep. Seriously? For real, for real. Wow. Okay. Well, then maybe we can get Kanye like killing OBJ or something like well, that. Well, OBJ, OBJ is going to play like half the game, so we, we got to get him on the game that he is going to play. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was trying to say mm-hmm. was like, we're not shocked that like the production isn't there. We're not shocked that the injuries are there. I was just like, I guess I had this like hair up my ass of optimism that is like, dude, let's just tap into li- like second half of the season when he won the, the Super Bowl with the Rams. Right. Just a little bit of that. Right. Yeah. And maybe we will. Yep. It's still early, but just not seeing the signs so far. So we got a pretty full schedule for today. Uh, we got a little bit of trade talk to get through first. A couple of things are shaking up the league. And then we have, it's a little early for it, but I think we have enough of a sample size here to do what I am calling a mid-year performance review. Yeah. Everybody has a boss who is breathing down their neck about certain things. Um, you know, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to breathe down every team's neck. What's your boss's name? My boss's name is Caitlin. Caitlin? Caitlin. Oh, so you have a woman boss. I have a woman boss. She's very nice. Oh, okay. So she would give you a nice review, you think? Yeah, I kick ass at my job. So uh, ironically, my boss's name is Drake. Oh, wow. <laughs> yep. And he uh, does a lot of corny uh, Drake lines all the time. Because, oh, wow. Yep. He, it is... His ringtone is the mallard for the iPhone duck quack because Drake, the duck. Oh. Yeah, so my bo- I'm really close to my boss. He's a couple years older than us, but he's a corny motherfucker. He's a cornball. Okay. Oh, he's a cornball brother. <laughs> so um, hopefully today we can be a way more of an asshole than either of our bosses. Correct. And I would love to be an asshole to a couple people in the league. And uh, so at the end of it, we're going to break down who's getting a promotion right here, right now. We're going to say who is kind of, you know, on a little bit of a performance plan. They're getting passed over this time, but, you know, it's looking good. And then first of, and last but not least, who is not even getting a They're Christmas not even getting bonus? their merit. They're not even getting their merit increase. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. So far, uh, it's not looking good. So we'll get to that later. Uh, we also have a couple of our distinguished team owners who made time out of their busy schedule to speak with us today. Uh, but first, let's get into trade talk. Trade talk. All right. So last time we spoke, we broke down a lot of off-season trades. 
um, and maybe a couple that were like right in the runoff to week one. But in the last five weeks or so, there have been just a couple of trades. I would say, honestly, pretty one really big one and a couple others that are a little more strategic for these teams fill in a couple of holes that they had. Um, well, let's get into it. So the first one and probably the, the headline of all of these, Adam trading for Christian McCaffrey and uh, Hunter getting from him, Kyler Murray, a 2024 first, a 2024 fifth, and a 2025 second. That's a lot for Christian McCaffrey. And he should command it, though. I mean, he, I is, mean, the, I mean, he is the best running back, and, and he scored in, like, I don't know, 12 straight games, something like that. So and I, I, I feel relieved that now I am no longer the person who has paid the highest price for a top running back. Which was Saquon. Which was Saquon. And I, at this point, a year and a half later, feel like I probably overpaid for him. And I have a bad feeling that in a year and a half Adam's going to end up feeling the same way. So do you think the overpayment has to do with not the production but the availability? Correct. And just the shelf life and the fact I mean he has a good contract, I believe. I think no, he's, he's still on the, he's on the one year deal. He's just on the one year. Are you talking who are you talking about? Christian. Oh, Chris, oh yeah, I thought sorry, I thought you were referencing Saquon. My mistake. No, no, no. Yes, Christian McCaffrey is locked up. Yeah, so he has that going for him, but yeah, I I'm concerned about availability in the longer term. I guess we'll see. I mean, Kyler He's a young. He's very young for a quarterback. He also has a ridiculous contract that's not going anywhere. Even if he's not with the very stinky Cardinals in the future, <laughs> he will be somebody's starting quarterback for like the next five years. And I think he's like last year he was bad. So I think but I if, think he could be. I think he could be a like a some somebody for Hunter to build around. I think if Hunter gets the Kyler Murray fantasy production, he won't give a shit. And that's when he does return. Um, I think this was a good haul away for Hunter in terms of what he got. Um, I want to know how that 2024 fifth made its way in there with all the just Yeah, what's the inside baseball? Yeah, I don't want to chop it up too much about the fifth round pick, but my whole point is, is that... Um, oh, Hunter I, got a haul. Adam, I think he is now in every single game with Christian McCaffrey, which I think what he paid was a lot, but Christian McCaffrey is a stud. Mm-hmm. And... The question I just only had for Adam, or actually it's two questions, was or concerns, is that he's got he's only got a third and a fourth round pick coming up in our next draft. Adam, fresh off being the number one overall pick, I still think he's a season away from like getting back to that Super Bowl win, and I think his depth didn't warrant making a trade like that. Like he wasn't like a you know a fringe owner right now. I mean he's 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 in the middle of the pack and he's having a. A decent season, I believe he's three and three, but he's three and three, yeah, yeah. So that's that's, that's not bad. It's that's not, not bad. That's not bad. Where he came from, and I think you know, I applaud Adam for the aggressiveness to like, hey, Christian McCaffrey can like propel my season. There are some concerns with his health. I mean, even though last year was like his first healthy season in years, um, I just think it was an interesting trade for him. I was I would not expect him to be the one to trade away all that for him. I agree with that, but I know he doesn't favor. Dak or Kyler Murray very well. And I had talked about Kyler Murray in the offseason with him. But, um, yeah, I think it was a good trade for Hunter. Uh, I, I also, and we'll get into it, but, I mean, Adam has been a good manager this year. I mean, he has a pretty bad roster, all things considered, like in the depth But category. he's been efficient with but it. But he is, exactly. He's been a very efficient with it, with it, which we will get to. Um, all right, up next, Paul traded Jimmy G to Brennan for a second rounder. I don't think there's too much to say here. I think it makes a lot of sense for Brennan, who needed a third quarterback. Um, he has Mahomes locked in, but Danny Dimes is usually 
shitty shitty and sometimes hurt and jimmy g can kind of be another shitty and sometimes hurt guy to fill in that, <laughs> that third quarterback spot. Yeah, Jimmy G is a little bit more when he's on the field, he gives you a a very high floor. Yeah. Like maybe like 10, would you say is like 12 f- points? Yeah, 12 points. Um in terms of uh getting a second rounder from him, from Brennan for him is a was a good trade for Paul, I think because at the time Paul, you know, he had Herbert Watson, Mac Jones. Yeah. Um, obviously, didn't age too well with you know, Mac Jones being absolutely poo poo, and then Deshaun Watson, or I'm sorry, Deshaun Watson realizing he doesn't like football anymore and being cleared for two games in a row and not playing. I mean, why 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 would you play if you were getting a guaranteed fifty million dollars? <laughs> I wouldn't play either. <laughs> yeah, it's like he has to play the Ravens. He's like, eh, I'm not going to play this one. I'm going to go and buy next game. Mm, I'm playing 40, the Niners. I'm going to sit this one out too. I'm still feeling pretty hurt. I think I'm going to come back against the Colts. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, I, I, for Paul makes all the sense in the world, and I think that's a good that's a good price for him. I mean, I can't imagine paying any more, but I also can't really imagine Paul accepting. Much yeah, less. and I think the I think the trade for Garoppolo for Brennan gives him a little bit more flexibility yep. with like uh, that super flex spot because I mean he rode Daniel Jones and you know Mahomes to a fantasy championship last year and was able to get rid of Trevor Lawrence. Now, with that being said, I think Danny Dimes' success last year. In fantasy, had a lot to do with his legs, as we know, yeah. and and the Giants' offense is just in shambles, and they're just not moving the ball like they did last year. So check out who Jimmy has over the next couple of weeks, assuming he can play: the Bears, the Lions, the Giants, the Jets is a tough D, but then Miami. So he could put up serious numbers over the next five six weeks. I don't know, man. I think uh, that Lions Lions defense is top five in the league right now. Uh, Niners, but, but they're throwing on them. There's oh, no choice. Oh. You can't run on the Lions. So yeah, you have the, to throw. Yeah, but that Raiders offensive line sucks, and if they start getting more pressure on him, I mean, he's been banged up twice this year already. Yikes. Like, he had a concussion. Mm-hmm. He's got something else, some ailment going on right now. But to your point, the Raiders are going to be throwing a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and as, it's because, because they both sides of the ball stink. As I know, as the Jacoby Myers owner, getting some sneaky, some sneaky later career value out of that one. Uh, yeah, definitely uh, not trying to get off topic here, but – Definitely uh, somebody who's benefiting from Jim, Jimmy G being in uh, Las Vegas. Catch up mode a lot. Um, so up next, this is a. I, I had to read through the the actual terms of this trade several times to figure out what the hell was going on here. <laughs> Paul traded to with you to get Adam Thielen, Damian Pierce, and a fifth round pick in 2024. And what you got in return was two seconds, one next year, one in 2025. And a 2024 third. So you got two third, two seconds and a third for Adam Thielen, Damian Pierce, and a fifth. I we were breaking down some of the inside baseball. We don't have to get into it all right here, but <laughs> I think that is a really good haul for you. And I think Adam gets some potential you upside mean not Paul. for you. You said Adam with Oh, did I say yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a great it's a great haul for you. Um, but I, I I hope that Paul can get some value out of Damian Pierce. He's been pretty shitty this year, so I mean, this is not what I would call buying low, but um, <laughs> but hopefully he can pick it back yeah, up. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to argue with what Paul. I mean, to be honest, I loved what I got back for both of those players. Um, I think Paul, as we were aware from the group chat and just from hearing it out loud, uh, he definitely needed a running back. Um, I wasn't going to give him my best assets, especially when he's like bleeding out. With uh, running backs, I mean, Pierce is better than what he had. 
Um, even though, ironically, this week, Devin Singletary got more carries than Damian Pierce. Yeah, it's rough. Um, but, you know, I knew Paul needed a running back. You know, we talked very often. Um, I had been trying to trade him some of my assets to get – he's because he, he had three second-round picks this year. Um, and I threw Adam Thielen in to, like, get this over the edge because, um, you know, Adam Thielen – This is speaking of, like, selling high – that's what I did with Adam Thielen. Like mm-hmm. he was the seventh wide receiver on my team, and having an incredible year for the Panthers. But their booty and with Adam Thielen being I don't know thirty three, thirty four years old, playing on a shitty team, I, I just have a feeling like that um, that fun train is going to die soon. So I saw my opportunity, and um, I think I got exactly what I wanted to bode well for uh, future years. Because I mean, we were just talking before this going into next year's draft. I have six picks. In the first three rounds with the first three seconds and two thirds. Yeah, hopefully you can turn it into uh into something good. Yeah, I, I would love to. I mean, uh I'm looking at the quarterbacks in the next draft. I mean, there's some stud wide receivers, um, maybe another running back to replace Pierce. Um, I mean I, I spent a first round pick on him, so um and but it was the one I got from Tyler for Carson Wentz. So mm-hmm. I mean I was playing with house money already. But you got what, two years? Two it, years, a year and a half, year and a half, year and a half. Okay. Um, oh and, yeah, he was a rookie, and he's year. and he's not bad. And I think no. he'll help Paul, like you know, stay stabilize his running back room a little bit while he's got a chain and Khalil Herbert and all these other uh, Dalvin Cook mm-hmm. not getting his head out of his ass. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I think uh, Paul needed to make a move uh, now that he's like you know the Mundus's are five hundred, mm-hmm. and uh, I needed to start siphoning off assets to, to prepare for the future. Uh, well, last trade. So far this season is uh, Brennan got from me, Christian Kirk, A.J. Dillon, and my third rounder for next year uh, for Drake London. So um, this was a, a week that A.J. or excuse me, Aaron Jones was hurt at Monday night game. Brennan needed a fill-in. I had A.J. Dillon, and he never plays for my team, so I reached out to him to see if he wanted A.J. Dillon. Um, and we ended up putting this together. I had been looking for Drake London for – I had been trying to – trying to get Drake London from Brennan for over a year now. So um, it's funny how the cookie crumbled for you because, you know, you had been like you had told me, you know, London was somebody you coveted, um, you know, and also like AJ Dillon um, would have been the only starting running back for the Packers on a night where he was losing by, like, I believe, two, two or points. three, yeah, two or three to uh, Tyler. And uh, he put Urban back in his cell for one more week mm-hmm. with that. And uh, kudos to Brennan too for actually, um, you know, not to being like fuck it, I'm not giving up London, so I can I'll lose this game. Like he was like fuck it, I'm gonna get it. Yeah, and um, I mean, he got the win with Dylan, but Christian Kirk has been really good, and I can't figure out which of the which of those guys to play, Ridley or Kirk. So it's better. For and you me got to the, get rid and of then one you got uh, the leech of Zay Jones hovering around too. Yeah, right. When he's and when Evan he's Ingram. I mean, there's a lot of mouse to feed in Jacksonville. I yeah. mean, on on the whole, I think you know you got a pretty good player in London, and I think Brennan got a decent return on investment on what he was worth. Um, I mean, um, definitely uh, definitely has a a look of London needs a new quarterback of, for, oh, in order for it to pay off. Absolutely. But he's young enough that I think that that could happen down the road. I'm betting on the talent. I guess we'll see. Uh, but, kids, if there's a player out there you want, follow your dreams. Make it happen. Yeah, I think that one for Paul was Cleo Herbert. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, – I think the player that I'm coveting, uh, shit. What? I always wanted, uh, I always wanted somebody, but I, I haven't figured it out yet. But I want somebody. What? 
All right. On that note, let's get into the performance review. All right. Welcome into the performance review. Um, please step into the office, take a seat. Um, let's let's talk about how you've done this year so far. Uh, are you meeting your goals? Um, do you even have the cognitive ability to meet your goals? <laughs> Uh, and have you even been showing up to the office? And do you have the health? Do you have your five-year plan ready? What do you got from us? These are the kinds of questions that we're going to be answering over the next couple of years, or years, over the next couple of minutes. Yes. And uh, <laughs> if that makes you feel uncomfortable, it should. It's performance review time. I'm sweating. I don't know about you. <laughs> so I, I don't know about you guys, but um, the, the private equity ghouls that own the company that I work for have implemented quarterly performance reviews over the last year. Um, and so we're doing a 360 degree review here, uh, using that buzzword. So we're looking at actual performance and possible performance. So how are teams actually doing? How much, how much better or worse should they be doing? Um, how is their roster hanging in there? And, uh, at the end of the day, we're going to break down who deserves a promotion, who is just getting passed over for now. And who is, uh, you know, just a couple of a couple of uh, bad days away from getting fired? So, first, overall record, who's good? It's a little biased because, you know, you and me both are doing pretty good. But me and Brandon both five and one. You were four and two. I'm calling that the tier of good teams, fighting teams, potential uh, potential playoff teams. Josh, Paul, Brendan, and Adam are all three and three right now, but obviously very different in terms of like what's going on on the bench, yep. what is going on with injuries. We'll talk through that. And then the bottom tier, bad teams right now. Sean has two wins. Two and four. Uh, Tyler and Hunter both have just one win each, I believe. That's correct. Um, so they're the bad team. So before we get into the actual uh, records of the teams in more detail and talk through like performance, Let's talk about some injuries because I think it's some good context. Um, so Brennan, not quite as injured right now, but to start the season, he lost Mike Williams in what week two uh, for the season, potentially forever. Cooper Cup was out at the beginning of the season. He's back now, and he's looking pretty good. Danny Dimes and Jimmy G, as we mentioned, they're kind of both in and out. Aaron Jones is always in and out. He's been pretty injured. Yep, so his, like, injury report is more like, uh, you know, just somebody – his, like, core players are just always, like, a little banged up, whether they're questionable, missing sometime. But they don't seem to be, like, overlapping too much. And, you know, his record reflects that he's been able to stabilize the ship pretty well in, in things. But um, another very injured team uh, that can't afford any uh, – injuries is the Heflins mm-hmm. um you know Jonathan Taylor's back but it seems like they're easing it their way in with him because Zach Moss is still you know grabbing carries for him but the big the big blow for him has just to be Justin Jefferson it was Justin Jefferson just last week he lost Justin Jefferson David Montgomery and Justin Fields and Justin Fields has been in and out already this season but it seems like all of those guys are going to miss a, a little bit of time so yeah Brendan he's he's feeling the pain with the injury bug so a couple teams that are kind of middle of the road in terms of injuries. Uh, the Dennises have both Gibbs and Richardson. Uh, Richardson obviously out for the season. Gibbs will be back. Trevor Lawrence in and out as well. T. Higgins broken ribs. He's kind of like, even if he's playing, he's definitely not at 100%, which could be worse. Javante Williams, I don't know if he's ever going to return to form at this point. Tyler may have gotten the uh, the right end of that one with, with Pacheco. But... Um, yeah, I don't know. What yeah, do you think that, about that? That injuries uh, for Sean, he I mean, he started off the season very well. And then, um, you know, somebody who's was kind of out kicking their coverage in the first couple of weeks is 
these injuries have really set his team back with Gibbs and Richardson, especially Richardson, who was, you know, they thought would be a good fantasy quarterback. Um, but I think he's like, hey, I got all, all these injuries. Like, let me start getting more assets again for another uh, rebuild and uh, start setting up for my future. Um, another team that, you know, was a great team last year, I believe they might have been even our one or two seed, was uh, Prudence. And um, Aaron Rodgers going out on the Jets definitely, you know, put him behind the eight ball to start. Um, he traded for Kyler Murray, but he hasn't even played a down for him yet. And James Conner, who's perennially hurt, but also mm-hmm. kind of poo-poo. Um, but he doesn't have a lot of running back depth, so James Conner going down hurts him. So the Mundus is Deshaun Watson is in and out. We've talked about this. Is he even hurt? It doesn't really matter. Uh, H-Han, that sucks for him. Uh, Khalil Herbert out right now as well. I mean, he's 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 really getting hit hard by bye weeks and uh, kind of like week to week style injuries in the running back room. And then uh, last, a couple teams that aren't really super injured. I mean, you've got Nick Chubb. Obviously, that's a major injury. Kyron's out for a week or two, but nothing too crazy. Uh, for myself, I I had some injuries. Saquon was missed about a month. Burrow has been in and out, but he seems to be close to the mend. I guess we'll see. Um, the Erdmans now that they've got. Eckler back, he's looking pretty good. I mean, Noah Brown, he hit IR, but he got cut. No injury severance. Right. Uh, and the McCracken, really no major injuries to speak of. Nate McGreal, obviously J.K. Dobbins, Deontay Johnson are both on IR. Wait, isn't Deontay coming back? Yes, he is this week. So just J.K., really, like, significant players. And uh, he dropped Murray, so he uh, saved himself a little bit of injury risk there. Well, saved him some workers' comp bills over there at uh, Nate McGrill's birthday. <laughs> so really, it's just it's Brennan who's struggling with injuries all the time. Brendan uh, really getting killed right now, but everybody else is kind of like you know a player or two max. Yeah, it's not like anybody's whole IR bench is filled. Yeah, up. I feel like that was Adam last year. Yeah. Um, so okay, up next, taking a look at roster performance. So I looked at the top 10 quarterbacks, the top 10 tight ends, because really that's where the difference makers are, the top 20 running backs, and the top 20 wide receivers to see which teams have the biggest share of those top, I guess it's 60 players, not 50, um, So and how that compares with each team's roster. So like, you know, there's 60 players. If they were all evenly distributed, we would have uh, like, you know, 10% of them would be on each team, six players. Um, so obviously that's not how it shakes out. So just going kind of position by position, whose rosters have the biggest advantage in terms of dis, uh, difference makers, and then are they actually able to capitalize? So first running back, um, you and Adam actually have the biggest advantages here. Adam has three top 10 running backs with DeAndre Swift, Bijan Robinson, and now Christian McCaffrey. So like he has a gigantic advantage there. I can't believe that DeAndre Swift is hitting for him. Yeah, that's a, a big surprise. I mean, when they, the Eagles traded for him, you uh, know. when he traded for him, he, didn't he trade for uh, Swift at the end of last season? In yeah, the but Dalvin he, Cook deal. Yeah, but he was on the Lions. I know it's crazy that this yeah, worked out. And exactly, so like he actually not only got rid of Dalvin Cook, who sucks, has ass, sucked, but with DeAndre Swift, he's definitely been a you know, the bell cow for the Eagles. And going into the season, you know, we thought, you know, DeAndre Swift, Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott, and now recently departured off uh, the Dennis's, Rashad Penny. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we were like, you know, how many mouths are they going to be able to feed there? But the fact that Swift came out on top isn't overly surprising, but we thought it would be more by committee. And since Adam's week, definitely paying the Since uh, week one, he's been a top 15 running back every single week. Yeah, after week one, you know, he That's barely huge. saw the field. Um and then, you know, with me, I've been, you know, pretty generous in the running back room. Uh, 
I still have two top fives. Um, even with Nick Chubb going out with ETN and Kyron being a delightful surprise uh, now that my that cocksucker Cam Akers got let mm-hmm. go. Um, so they've been they've been like very nice stability in my running back room and you allows got, me to play around with the wide receivers a lot more. You got to love the surprise with Kyron Williams too. Fifth round pick last year, buddy. Yep. And I knew he was a a long term investment if I wanted to hold on to him, but that's how much I knew Cam Akers sucks. <laughs> well, and that's what you and Adam have in common here is one kind of surprise. Um, and I, I should say before we get off of it, this is really the only place where Adam has a big advantage. Um, he's not really doing so well in any of the other categories, so uh, at least he's got this going for him. Um, Sean, Josh, and Paul in the top 20 running backs have only one of them. Uh, Ken Walker, Alex Madison, and uh, A-Chan, who's hurt. So, yeah, it's, that's a tough one. Um, so moving into running back, or wide receivers, excuse me. Adam, as I mentioned, zero top 20 uh, wide receivers. That's brutal. Pat, you are the only person in the league who has four. So you have double the share of, uh, of top running or wide receivers. And that is after you traded one of them, Adam Thielen, to Paul. So you would have a quarter of the top 20 <laughs> wide receivers on your team. Yeah, I mean, going back to what I said, I mean, even though he was in the top 20, I ranked him lower in terms of like, because this is a dynasty league when it comes down to it. Um, and then, you know, I have DeAndre Hopkins, who obviously isn't the same DeAndre Hopkins playing for the Titans, but um, he still has some value there. Um, but, you know, other guys have a lot of, you know, good wide receivers too. Like, you know, Hunter and you have some great wide receivers that have been, you know, just, I mean, Tyreek Hill by himself is just just absolutely a stud. Me and, me and Hunter each have two top tens. Which is kind of like definitely counts for more than like a one in the in the and it's ironic that you have, twenty. But if you think about it, you guys both have two top tens. One of you guys is five and one, and the other is one and five. Yep, very true. Uh, but that's because uh, Pookie Dukuki was not seeing the field yet for Hunter back when he could have used him. Yeah, Pookie came out came out of the gate really swinging, um, but kind of like Hunter or like Adam with running backs. Hunter is really set at wide receiver, but has like absolutely no juice at uh, running back or QB, especially now that he's traded Christian McCaffrey. Um, but pretty much every other team is pretty stinky at wide receiver since you have so many of these top guys. Um, Tyler, Josh, Brendan, and Sean each only have one top 20 wide receiver. So, And I, I think Brendan's was Justin Jefferson who's out. Yeah, and... I- I was surprised too because I thought with him having C.D. Lamb, I mean, it it is also after six games and you know Justin Jefferson, you know going down hurts, but you know him and C.D. Lamb as his wide receivers, we said this all last year were like the guys that were like helping him be somewhat relevant in fantasy. Um, all right, up next quarterback. So I only looked at the top ten here because those are really the difference makers. You know, we do start two, but um, nobody can start more than that. So I only looked at the top ten. Um, Paul, so first thing to note, four out of ten teams have zero top ten quarterbacks. Which is huge. Paul, Sean, Adam, and Hunter, zero top tens. Wait, hold on. No, Paul has... Herbert, uh, he might be out of the top ten. Nope, Herbert did sneak into the top ten. Never mind. He it was Because he, had, he was the Monday game. Oh, that's right. Um, so yeah, Herbert, so never mind, scratch that. Paul has one top, uh, top ten quarterback. Sean, Adam, and Hunter, zero. Um, one win, Tyler, as he has... Three top ten quarterbacks with only can play two at a time. Jalen Hurts, Kirk Cousins, and Howell. And I mean, well, the problem is he plays Cousins when it's a Howell week, 
and Howell when it's a Cousins week. It hap- it's happened like every time. And because Hertz isn't moving from that lineup. Right, exactly. So it's like it, that's a that's a weird situation. Honestly, it's the same one that I was in with Gino last year, so I just traded him. Yeah, um, I mean Joe Burrow and Josh Allen, they're gonna be tough to sit either one of them. Right. But I mean right now it's Burrow's bye week. I kinda wish I had a Sam Howell, you know. I, I have Gardner Minshew now, but we'll, we'll circle same. back. <laughs> um Josh and Pat, you guys both have two top tens each. Josh has uh Gino and Tua. Gino and Tua. Gino made the top ten. Hold up. Sam or who was his second one? Oh no, wait. It was no it was it was Gino, but he fell off when uh when Herbert came in. So never mind. I fucked that up. But uh <laughs> Man Days <laughs> I had to, you don't have classes week and you're letting this shit slip I by had, you. I had to adjust the stats at the last minute because of the Monday game. Well I'll I'll grandstand while you uh Oh no I'm not, your, oh, well. <laughs> no. I'm not I'm not changing it. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, how surprised are you in Jared Goff right now? He's rocking. I mean, the Lions are a great team. What can you say? They've scored 20-plus points in, like, God knows how many straight games. They're just clicking on offense right now. Yeah. Uh, they got the weapons. Um, Goff seems to be, like, stabilizing himself with the, with the offensive coordinator. And Campbell's got the boys buzzing in Detroit. Should be a fun game against the Ravens this week. Yeah, no doubt. Um, Brendan Brendan, one top quarterback each. Fields, he's out. He stinks. <laughs> he stinks. He had. I mean, he, he has big weeks. He had two big weeks. One against the Commanders on Thursday night a couple weeks ago, and that Denver game that they pissed away. I mean, that's what got him into the top ten. Exactly. Know? Two now, two huge performances. Uh huh. What do you uh, What do you think of the tight ends? So, I mean, tight ends a shit show. Uh, I don't have a single top ten tight end because. <laughs> Fucking Janu Smith edged out Kyle Pitts for the top 10 spot. I'm pissed about that. That sucks. It does. I, I have, between Kyle Pitts and fucking David and Joku burned his face off, I'm lucky if I can get five <laughs> points at the tight end position. Every I would day. love to see in the past three years how many tight ends have, like, you know, deputized for your team. I, I, I mean, I've started four different guys this year. Last <laughs> year was probably half a dozen. You're like the Browns of quarterbacks, but with tight ends. <laughs> Yeah, Brennan, Sean, and myself, zero top 10 tight ends. Brennan and myself, five and one. Sean, two and four. Interesting. So what are you gathering from all these? um, I know, I guess it's a good segue into the overall, like in terms of like the top 50 or the top player share. Yeah, so all all the way across those top 60 players, I was kind of looking at who has an outsized share of them who has more good players on their roster and does it like correspond to correspond to wins exactly and uh so if everybody if an average would be having 10 percent of those top 60 or the six of them and josh brennan and brendan all have uh an even 10 percent, which is you know exactly status quo exactly um josh top qbs two top tight ends um, but not a lot in running back or wide receiver. That's a little odd. I mean, but it's gotten him to the, the uh, three and three. Pat, you have the actually the biggest share of that top 60. You've got 17% of them, which is, you know, pretty big share. Um, and since you are you don't have the top record, I think this would suggest that you are underperforming to some extent. Yes. Um, but you are getting body bagged. I think you have the most points scored against you right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean... I guess you just got to hope yeah, that you I mean, I looked, the right lineup. So um, when we were doing the assessment, and uh, by stats, you would say, yes, I am underperforming. Um, 
I think the team itself is happy with how they've been playing. I haven't been upset. Um, my my first loss of the season was you week one. Needed a 45-point performance from Tyreek Hill to beat me. And then Brendan, you know, his players, players went berserk and had 145. But, you know, when you have that – and not to, like, make excuses or anything, but when you have this many, like, player good players, your bench is going to be mm. always outscoring – or not outscoring per se, but they're always going to put up points. So I always have, like, a the most not inefficient team, as you might say, because – my whole bench, there aren't people scoring zero, people not playing. There are all these people that I can only play so many people. Right. Yeah. So statistically, yes, I am underperforming, but, but it's, it's because, it is a little yeah. skewed. And I should actually issue a correction. You actually have not been getting body bagged at all. You have the fewest, <laughs> the fewest points scored against you in the league. I did get my first $20 this week. I haven't received that $20 yet, but I might have to make a house call to the treasurer. Yeah, I, I, if you wouldn't mind uh, asking him for me too, he owes me 40 bucks. <laughs> um, but anyway. He's I, always behind on his bills. Even when, Only when he's, he's probably gambling our money away as we speak. Yeah, probably. Uh, two overperformers of note, Adam and Paul, both have below that 10% average threshold. So they're doing more with less. Correct. They're doing more with less. Now, this could mean either their rosters could be exposed, right? Or it could mean that they are just great roster setters and they're taking advantage of what they've got, which we will get into. Um, Sean, 60 top players across those four positions. He only has two of them. It's Ayuk and Walker. Crazy. They are currently both still on the trading block. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He might... I wonder if we could limit how many people you could put on the trading block spot. <laughs> I mean, if if we could, he would be over the limit. Um, so, okay, up next, getting into manager performance. I look at actual score, expected score, and max possible scores from the first five weeks and looked at uh, which managers are setting the right lineups, et cetera. So, okay, overperformers. I am one of them. I have 11 points over the expected points, like the projection that they say, plus 11 versus that projection. Which I think is wild with the, how many points you've been putting up. I mean, well, I mean, you, couple, yeah, it, it is a combo. It's a couple of weeks of, of really high and then a couple of weeks of, of not hitting it. But anyway, average max points, um, I, have the, I have the highest average points per week as well. Um, but I'm not that efficient with the roster setting, kind of on the same thing that you were saying, where I have a high differential between um, max points, what I actually score. Pat, you also kind of a similar situation, a lot of points, but a lot of like a big differential between max and what you actually are scoring because you have a lot of points on your bench. So you and I are both kind of like overperforming, but not hitting that potential. Paul, he's also 11 points over expected. So his team is playing better than the system thinks it's going to, but his at his like actual points is like, pretty middle of the road so lower ceiling but definitely overperforming adam pretty much the same deal except even a little bit lower so like low average score but always beating expectations so definitely an overperformer but just in a little bit of a lower rung um looking at the managers that are, are setting the right lineups um brendan and brendan kind of both exactly right on with what's expected per week so this is kind of like what we were saying with me, like there's some spikes and somewhere they're bad, and so it evens out. But their average scores and what, is, that what they're expected to hit is exactly the same, which is ridiculous, both averaging 115 or 116 per week. Um, so 
it's interesting that one of them is five and one and one's three and three. So a big, pretty big difference there. Um, Josh, a little bit better than both of them in terms of average score and max score. Um, so I, I, he just needs the ball to bounce his way a couple of times. I think he's in a much better so, spot. So would you say these managers that are like setting the right lineups are like guys that are like, oh, they have potential to do well in the office? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, right. It's like they uh, they're they're grinding right now. They're putting in the twelve. Uh, mm-hmm. They're putting those twelve hour shifts to like hopefully get that promotion. Not have to work as hard. You and me are like. Like uh, we're 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 the uh, coming in at ten, leaving it at three people. But we're like Ivy League shitheads. Like we're flashy about it. Yeah, we're waiting for our our, our daddy's trust funds to kick in. <laughs> Paul and Adam, they're striving. Uh, they're trying to get into that management position. So, how would you? Uh, we're going to classify the shitty teams, but what is the 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 equivalent of their employee? So the three shitty teams are Sean, Hunter, and Tyler, right? And I think we have two different types of shitty teams here. So Sean, it's just a bad team, right? He has, like, no talent. He's got two of the top 60 players total. So his average score is 97 points, and his average expected score is 99 points. (laughs) (laughs) So I mean, when you're literally doing a fire sale... uh, uh every season and you know having underperforming players that you're going to be at that point but uh, so sean's on sean is on a performance plan right like they have this guy this is this is an employee who's at risk but hunter and tyler does does uh does sean have like a mental deficiency that they're just like trying to accommodate and they're trying to get put him in the room to improve or how would you equate that It's like they know this guy wants to win, but he just can't quite get it. I think that yeah. he's going to have a breakthrough. He pushes on a pool door. I think <laughs> he can't get in the building. <laughs> okay, Hunter and Tyler. Tyler and Hunter, they're they're out back. They're slugging beers and smashing fluorescent light bulbs. Oh, Hunter. <laughs> they probably are doing that right now as we speak. <laughs> you know, I wish I could give them the benefit of the doubt. But I just can't do it. They've got to be the two two of the bigger surprises this year. They season. are averaging forty points less than their max possible across five weeks. Um, Going, I mean, two playoff teams from last season combined for they're two and ten. They have more. They have a, an above average number of good players, but they're just it's a management issue. Yeah, uh, I'd say both. There's a lot of discourse in each locker room in different ways. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I'd love to see. Uh, you put Dan Urban and uh, Prudence in a room together, how they would interact. I mean, they're going to have to hash it out and get get shit figured out. Yeah, somebody's got to be the tallest midget in our league. And you know what? It's one in the north and one in the south. So. Yep. A little bit of a disparity there. So who's getting the promotion? I got to say, Brennan, no question about it. He's the best manager of the season so far. He has a decent, not a great team. He's seen some injuries, but he's setting the lineup right every week. And, uh, you know, a couple good matchups. He's played Tyler twice. He's played Hunter and Adam. But he is taking advantage of it. So. And the one, the one thing I wanted to h- highlight on, I, you know, at the beginning of the season, we said, you know, we think the North is the superior division. This year. Yeah. Uh, Brennan is leading the South but three teams in the North have scored more points than him. Mm. And he is the leader in the South, which means, you know, he doesn't, you know, he didn't pick his schedule. He didn't pick the, the teams in his division, but he's still, you know, squeaking out wins regardless. Brennan, to me, he's like Christian Bale in the big short. He's grinding. He's got the algorithms going on. 
He stays off the grid in the group message. He stays off the grid. He's not letting uh, stupid-ass team names distract him or talking about moving cities. He's just like, I'm just going to keep winning and let the ownership figure it out. He's not posting about about his ex-girlfriend or about being on a tractor or about grill utensils. Yeah, he's not disclosing that he's been sober for a couple months. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's that's not Brennan's style. He's just grinding. You and me, as we've established, we are shithead Ivy Leaguers who yeah. are overperforming because we, we've been set up for success. And we're still getting promotion because we, yeah. we have that uh, we have a little bit of nepotism in the yes. company. Yes. I mean, somebody needs to humble us or we're just going to be these egotistical cocksuckers for years to come. Uh, well, let's just hope nobody does. No. And we're I just going to run the fucking show. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I love being, I mean dynasty, this Dynasty League is the league I care about the most, and I love holding it over Paul's head the most. Well, and let's face it. These assholes we're describing, they win in real life too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they, we're we're the first to get paid, in the, uh, and we're gonna get laid too. Mm-hmm. So teams that are not getting promotions, but um, you know they're having good years. They're just getting passed over for now. You know the management is saying it's just not quite your it's, time. It's 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 the last quarter of twenty twenty three. We're promising you something maybe in twenty twenty four. If you keep your head above water, exactly. So that's that's what As we're you can tell. Right I've now. been in a lot of these performance reviews recently. <laughs> You've had these conversations. So who's getting passed <laughs> over for now? Very similar teams are Brendan and Josh thus far. However. Brendan, everybody, the, 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 the sky's falling. Justin Jefferson injured. Justin Fields sucks and he's hurt all the time. Uh, David Montgomery's out. So Brendan, it's how how can he keep it together through these injuries? Josh feels like could be could be a, a really good second half. Could be gearing himself up for success. Um, Paul, kind of a similar story to Josh, but much more manic energy. He seems to be uh, Paul. Seems to be one of those guys that like very. Uh, I wouldn't say inefficient, but runs in place a lot. Like he's working really, really, really hard, but the output just isn't there yet. Which means, which gives you like you can always admire work ethic. Yes, but at the end of the yes. day, production matters. I gotta say, the trade for Thielen and Pierce and three picks and the whole thing—it's just like it's a lot of rigmarole. He, yeah, he just seems to be like just stuck at the pencil sharpener for so, a long, long time. So to me, I I, I take a look at at Mundus's record, and I am thinking of charlie in always sunny with all of the uh, the clippings taped yeah, up and yeah. uh, the yarn and stuff like that he's connecting the dots he thinks there's he's a like, map he's like if i have khalil herbert achan and damian pierce all play at the same time i will at least make the 500 and get into the playoffs yes exactly <laughs> so, that's exactly how it went down in his head you know that too you know he was just sitting in the sauna he just took an edible and he just <laughs> is like coming down and like this is what he's gonna do <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, if the ball bounces Paul's way, I'm going to be so thrilled for him because he is clearly, there's a plan in his mind. And he loves this league more than life itself, and I just love that he's missed the playoffs by one spot each time. And I was also laughing really hard because I just re- I just read what you wrote for Adam, and then you got to read this. So this is, this is your manager speaking, Adam, not, not me. <laughs> you're not performing, but it's not because you're not trying. It's just because you're stupid. <laughs> At least you're well liked in the office. <laughs> why? Do, why do you say that? Is like his like, you know. That's his eulogy. <laughs> that, that really is. I mean, I hey, feel like Adam wrote his own eulogy. We'll see what develops. At least you're well liked in the office. He's like and, that. He's the camaraderie guy. It's like, yes. oh, he's a good water talker. It's like. Man, he is so fucking stupid. But well, man, is he a nice guy? Hey, look. <laughs> but which is ironic, because Adam is not a nice guy. 
but he he does bring a lot of color to the group. And we'll see who's laughing if uh, Christian McCaffrey really turns on the Jets. Yeah, I think a lot of slurs are going to be coming out of Adam's mouth if uh, if he makes playoffs on the back of Christian McCaffrey. And uh, I guess we've already established who's not even getting a bonus this year. Definitely not. I don't even know if a couple of these guys are getting their you know merit increase. So they're going to be below the inflation rate right now. Ouch. That stinks. And especially when it comes to uh, buying Zins for Tyler and Hunter out oh, there the, smashing fluorescence. Oh, the Zin daddies? <laughs> who's, uh, who's not getting the, the bonuses? Sean, Tyler, and Hunter. Mm. Sorry, guys. Turn it around. Or you might have to pick a new job. Oh, man. We're putting them on notice for the league. Wait, what's the... Uh, oh, no. No, no. <laughs> Sorry, you're not allowed to leave. <laughs> what's the... Uh, better start learning Chinese, buddy. Yeah. All right, well, that wraps up the performance review. Uh, we're going to get into a uh, into an interview with a couple of the team owners. We're talking with Tyler of Dan Erdman's cellmate and Paul of Mundus's last rep. Welcome into uh, welcome back to Hensley's Hangout Podcast. We have two esteemed guests from around the league here on the show today. We got Tyler Ward from Dan Erdman's cellmate, and we have Paul from. Uh, the, Mundus, How are you the fighting Mundus's? No, Mundus's last rep. Mundus's last rep. Excuse the fighting Joe Dennis's. Excuse me. From Mundus's last rep, Paul, I, I apologize. How did, did you, you forget my last name and the name of the team? Yes. Oh, no, I wasn't. I you, was, just, you just left Paul, like dragged it out. No, I was trying to think of. All right, fuck this. I'm recording. I'm, I'm cutting the <laughs> No, no you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> Leave it in. <sighs> oh, okay. So, anyways, Paul, thanks for joining us from the Man Den. <laughs> Apparently, Tyler is joining us from the golf course. Uh, we ask uh, Tyler, who are you playing with out there? We have a collect call from Pennsylvania State Penitentiary from Dan Erdman. Do you accept this message? <laughs> I'll accept the charges. Yeah, I'll pay the collect fees. <laughs> Yeah, so as you guys know, we're doing a performance re- review on today's show and kind of letting everybody know how, how, they're, how they're doing this through the first six weeks of the season. And um, I, I shared the show notes with you guys. Not sure if you were able to look at them, but as you may know, one of you guys is getting a pretty good review, another one getting a pretty bad review. So I was hoping to talk a little bit about... Um, yeah. a, <laughs> a little bit about, you know, how's morale in the, in the clubhouse... Um, what are some of the the plans for the for the team moving forward? So, Tyler, I get I guess we can start with you. I'm just going to come out and say it. Who's blowing it? The front office or the talent? <laughs> well, it's a great question, Kyle. I might be on a little bit of a delay. Um, I think it's a little bit of both. I think the front office is angry with the players, and the players are angry with the front office. You know, when that comes around, it's never a good sign. So, um, not to mention, oh, sorry. So, what are your thoughts on sacrificing Big Eight Five to the waiver wire? Talk about a tough decision. Uh, yeah, I mean, I shot in my my note on Dan Below. No, he's officially off. Just so everyone knows, still hasn't responded that cocksucker. Number one. <laughs> Number two is he sat on my bench, uh, specifically IR for God knows how long, and that just wasn't acceptable. So he had to go, unfortunately. But what I will say, high ceiling player plays above the rim. Anyone out there, you should go after him. Yeah, no yeah, question. I, mean, I don't want to kind of cut you off here, Tyler, but sometimes you just got to send a message to the entire team that, that, that nobody's above the law and you're and they're all going to be held accountable. You know? Yeah, especially a guy that knows a lot about the law. And I also want to say, Tyler, we really appreciate you calling him cocksucker and not jive turkey. That was very uh, generous of you when you let him go. Um, I appreciate that. But so we want to talk to you about your team, though. You know, you were, last year you finished strong. This year, uh, starting off awfully slow. 
Um, how, how are you uh, trying to bounce back? You know, you have the quarterbacks, you have the running backs. Uh, we know you have that, uh, you know, that gap of wide receiver. But, like, how are you, uh, how are you trying to get out of the basement um, with all that talent? Great question, Pat. And pretty, uh, Pat, and pretty simple. If you look at my record, I have to win every game moving forward to make the playoffs. So I cannot lose. So, it's a must win. So you, right now you've got three top ten quarterbacks with Jalen, Kirk Cousins, and uh, Sam, Sam Howell. Howell. That's kind of a weird predicament. How do you balance that? Yeah, well, Kirk Cousins is a sack of shit, <laughs> number one. He's the worst. <laughs> Ouch. You might want to get in his DMs with some of that vitriol. Oh, God. I'd body bag him, first and foremost. There's no um, way that he reads No, he probably has wife does F1. But that's besides the point. Yeah, to have three quarterbacks in the top ten or whatever you said it was, that's great. I'm still losing football games. I'm 0-1-5. But, yeah, we got to win out. Plain and simple. Um, yeah, but, hey, here's the positive news. I'm fresh out the clink, right? I was in jail. I'm out of the clink. And you know what people, you know what criminals do when they get out of the clink? They go get themselves a whopper. Because criminals love Burger King. And that's what we're going to do. So another thing that people like to do when they, when they get out of jail is violate their parole. And I'm a little worried, I'm a, I'm a little worried that, that Urbans might violate their parole and end up back in the slammer for the second half of the season. I mean, there's a good chance that could happen. There's actually a great chance that could happen. I'm a habitual a criminal, as people know. Speaking um, but we'll just have to see where the cards land. Speaking of uh, owners that should be in jail, uh, Paul, uh, we want to talk to you Wait, about... I got one more question for Tyler. <laughs> Sorry, one more question for you, Tyler, and then you can get back to, uh, to hitting uh, what is, I'm sure, about a, a 80 today. But uh, the question is, you've got a high-powered but extremely unpredictable lineup as we've covered. Um, is your no-one-in, no-one-out, is that the best policy, and is that going to continue to be the policy moving forward? Yeah, that's going to continue to be the policy moving forward. Um, no one in, no one out. Sometimes it's got to lock in and just let the players do the thing. I mean, if we want to dive into it, we've had some, you know, obviously, as you guys stated, not starting the right people. But, hey, it's a crapshoot, right? I mean, who knows? The running backs are shit in the bed. When Isaiah Pacheco is leading the charge on uh, the running back front mm. at a Kansas City backfield, Kansas City backfield, not a good look. But I'm not worried about it because we're winning every goddamn game moving forward. I'm out of the clink, and I'm looking for bodies. Line of All right, I think uh, that's a pretty clear message. I don't know to... about you, but that sends some uh, chills going up my spine. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. Up. I would not want to run into <laughs> Dan Erdman in a dark alley. Oh, be be careful out there. It is dangerous. So, uh, Paul, I think moving on to you, it feels to me like for the for the Mundus's right now, the sky really is the limit. How are you going to capture that lightning? Well, first of all, Kyle, we got to get healthy. Um, yeah, you know, uh, it, it, A-Chain, A-Chan, however you want to pronounce it, uh, being on IR, it was just a vicious body blow to uh, to a promising young team here. Um, along with Cleo Herbert, just really, I mean, there's no running back depth. I, I'm going to probably be starting, uh, I can't even remember his name, DeMarie, whatever the fuck. DeMarie, DeMarie. And I'm... And I'm staring down the barrel of having to start Clyde Edwards-Alaire this week. Mm, so yeah, I mean, you hate to see first, that. We've got to get healthy, weather the storm on some buys. Um, you know, I mean, if I can if I can steal a win this week with uh, with Adam Thielen on a buy, Jamar Chase on a buy, uh, we got through the quarterback buys. 
Justin uh, Herbert's really, on by. Really just need to get that running back room healthy and uh, and get through some of the midseason buys here. And then, like, like you said, I mean, I think we could really take off in the second half of the season. I think, his, I think his running back room is the equivalent of, like, a resi hit. Like, just, just a nice oh, little res, a really, like, old uh, piece of uh, paraphernalia just – Weed's been baked in there for a couple weeks. That's that's Amari Di Mercado and Clyde Edwards Hilaire right oh, now. Yeah, but hey, the Mundises are still hovering in the playoffs right now. So if they can right the ship with those with the fuck around gang back there, anything's possible. I totally and we'll we'll get into this in a little bit as well. But I mean, yeah, Paul, you're you're you've been a you've been a solid manager so far this year. Um, my my big question for you is about the spiritual connection between. You, the owner, and Mundus, the mascot. Uh, what can you tell me about that? It, it, it seems like every time the it seems like every time something good's happening for for the team, uh, you know, something good is going on in, in Mundus's life. And, and every time we're going through a bit of a struggle, uh, um, you know, he's also going through a struggle. I mean, I think it just speaks to the fact that. That this organization is aligned from top to bottom. I mean, from the mascot down to the players, um, we're all on the same page, and we're all working toward a common goal, and that's to try to get it to try to get a Cubs locker championship. So, so clearly, I mean, it, it seems like the man is going through a breakup right now. Would you say that's having a, a downward effect on the team right now? I mean, anytime you got off the field distractions like this, um, <laughs> there's going to be some kind of an impact. Uh, you know, so we're just trying to get through this as, as an organization with, with minimal impact to the, to the football operation. And so they really just kind of, you know, smooth it over with, with this young lady. And whether it works out in the long term or not, um, you know, the Mundus's are, are, are looking to move forward in terms of, of the, the famous football team. So a couple comments I want to make about that. Uh, first off, with Dan Urban being out, I'm sure he could bum you some, uh, some date rape drugs to get his uh, girlfriend back. Whoa, uh, whoa, whoa. Yeah. And then then, um, for everybody that can't uh, see what we're seeing right now, Paul, are you like on the scrambler right now? Like, why is your phone moving all over the fucking screen? Because it's Uh, making me throw up. I'm I'm getting some feedback here and I'm trying to find the best service. (laughs) Oh, no. I'm sorry to hear that. Nice. Nice. Dan didn't even have cell phone service in the clink, so he definitely can uh, empathize. Oh, yeah, you should see the big screens they have in there. They're ridiculous. The one thing that does suck, eat gruel. I had gruel for months. Horrible. <laughs> so, uh, Paul, <laughs> Paul, thinking about the... Uh, the the, the tilt-a-whirl that the, you're on right now. And the quarterback position on your team, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a mess behind Justin Herbert. Deshaun Watson doesn't want to play football because he's getting paid a lot of money to ride the bench. And then Mac Jones is having, like, he's, he, he looks like an XFL quarterback out there. Mac Jones is the worst quarterback in the league. Yeah, what, what would you zappy, baby. Matt Jones is absolutely terrible. I would I would feel better about Patrick Erdman behind center under center than Mac Jones. Zappy right. hour coming so Tyler, how are you gonna feel about having four top ten quarterbacks once once uh, it's zappy hour? Can't believe it. I can't love I mean I love it and you know what I'm just gonna keep him on bench with no one and no one else. I'm just gonna hold on to him and see what happens. Yeah, I mean with all those free agent dollars you forwarded to Bailey Zappy, you're waiting for that ROI, definitely. Hey, that's yeah, I mean, it's definitely waiting and hoping. But we'll see. You know, I, we saw a release come out that the Patriots didn't like Bailey Zappi. They don't like Mac Jones. They brought some god knows who off the streets. Looked like a sack of potatoes. So we'll see what that guy can do. Wait, do you mean my recent free agent pickup, Malik Cunningham? Uh, no, yes. someone else. 
wasn't even Malik Cunningham. Well, oh, was it, was it Will Greer? Was it Matt Corral? Was it Trace Will McSorley? Greer, Will, Greer. Will Greer looks like a beer league guy for sure. Yeah, absolutely. No offense. John um, Ramirez must have been slinging him back at Mother's for us not to get that notification. Um, so, okay, Paul, one question for you. You know, a couple weeks into the season at this point, what is one bet from this season that you are pissed off about missing? And what's one that you can't believe you've won? I think I know the answer to this one. So, man, the this past week, this past week, the 49ers uh, first half, first half minus six and a half over 12 and a half points. Uh, neither one of them hits because of a missed field goal after they were looking like an absolute wagon. Um, we made some of it back on the Phillies last night, though. Uh, Bryce Harper to record one walk at minus 120. Hit that pretty hard. Um, as far as as far as far bets that I can't believe I won, uh, I, I, actually, I actually have had a, uh, a, a pretty decent season so far. Um, ones, I, I think it's more fun to talk about ones that I regret. So, um, and, and the Steelers' future to make the playoffs, I'm really kicking myself. Mm. Yeah, I already cashed out on that one. Yeah, we talked about that on the last episode. Just look like a completely inept offense that's, that's going to struggle to win more than seven or eight games. That's where, you, uh, as Kenny Rogers said, you got to know when to hold him, you got to know when to fold him. Paul knew when to fold him. I talked him through it at weekend, week out. I've really been wearing Pat out about this, and I, <laughs> I, appreciate, I appreciate you giving me the sounding board week after week. Well, uh, it sounds like you're in a better place now. But maybe a better question for you: uh, What is the what's the theme song that's being bust, busted in the Mundus locker room right now? Um, with the breakup going on, we were guessing it was going to be like Marvin's Room by Drake, mm, wow. or uh, or Daniel Powder. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've been we've been rolling with some caught up. What in the fuck? Because um, that's just kind of where Mundus is at right now. Uh, but he's going to get through this. He's going to move on from, from this one, and he's going to find himself a nice young lady here sometime. And, uh, <laughs> and Tyler, over at, at the at the Erdman's Clubhouse, what, uh, what, what are the jams for you guys? What are you guys playing to get pumped up? It's a great question, Kyle. We're playing a lot of, um, you know, we don't even listen to music. Oh. We just sit there in silence. That makes sense. You listen yeah. to the sounds of each other's helmets banging off the, uh, the lockers in the locker room. Yeah, just that's to, it. I mean, yeah, total side note. You, for you guys that played football with him at any point, I, mean, I grew up playing football with Dan Erdman. Obviously, yep. a character of himself that I remember for maybe it was ninth grade or tenth grade. He was just in the very back of the locker room. Everyone's in the front listening to Coast War. And we're way line, back, right? Yeah, and he's just making like monkey noises the whole time, <laughs> just like hooting and hollering, screaming, making monkey noises. And everyone just let him do it while, like, they were trying to have a conversation. It's pretty bizarre. Nobody was going to disturb that same, him. In that same locker, pregame locker room, Coach Ward told us that he wanted us to reach down Red Lion's throats, rip out their hearts, and show it to him. To which Dan started pounding his head off the locker. His helmet was in the front with the rest of us. Um, and his head was just slamming off the locker in the back. Cause so Dan, really so Dan, Dan Urban was, like, the equivalent of the Berserker. Yes, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, you guys are definitely going to need to channel that energy second half of the season. But you know what? I, I think I think you can do it. I, I believe. It. I think we can do it too. I believe too. Right? We're a mean, tough team with some good players. And once things start rolling, I mean, it's going to get gnarly for some folks. I mean, Austin Eckler's back. He was out for six weeks. Like I said, mm-hmm. um, 
Reminder, Stephen can't keep sucking forever, and Derrick Henry's an absolute truck. So, I mean, if those guys start rolling, my wide receivers are much better than last year with DK Metcalf, uh, Tamar Storage, Addison. Like I said, they have inconsistent games, but once they start clicking, you boys better watch out. I ain't going back. I ain't going back. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, uh, I think I'm going to let you guys go. Thanks so much for the time. Appreciate it. Shalom. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. Have a great one. Have a great night. Uh, see you guys on the gridiron. Wow. Colorful commentary as always. Yeah, I'm still like sick to my stomach watching Paul just throw his phone around the room. I mean, dedication to uh, Dan Urban uh, on his parole, calling him from the golf course. Hey, I'm, I'm just glad he's enjoying life while he's still out, you know. Nothing lasts forever. Yeah, we, we know he's going to relapse soon, so it's nice to get a little R&R while he's out. And uh, Paul, it seems like he's really in the... Uh, in the lab trying to figure out how to get that next win yeah we gotta we gotta real peel back the curtain look into his uh sweaty mind and he's facing the injury riddled heflins this week so i don't know it could happen before they set their lineups i'm pretty sure they were both projected like 50 something points <laughs> right now looks like they have both said it though brendan still has montgomery and i don't know if he's gonna play but uh looking like neck and neck for now it's a. Uh, it's been a fun season so far. I think a lot of disparity, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of surprises, a lot of unsurprises. But uh, we'll see what the second half brings. A lot of teams at three and three, and uh, it's going to be a race to get to the to the playoffs, like always. Yep. I mean, I, I I hope both of us, for our sake, you know, we can still be like models of consistency for the league. Let's hope. Um, beat on our pistol whip in the blind kids or the guys that just got fired. <laughs> but. Uh, how do you want to wrap this one up? Um, I think I'm going to go to the Lions game this weekend. Can't wait. Going you, with my mom and Nick. Oh, fuck yeah. It's going to be that's, lit. That's a great crowd. Adam and I were uh, trying to coordinate going, but it's just not in the cards. Uh, I think it's he heard bad. how uh, Ravens games go when they go with me, so he didn't want to stumble into his house with black vomit on his sweater. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame him. He's up here for his uh, baby shower, I believe, so yep. you don't want to you don't want to start on that kind of note. What else is going on? What's Theo being for Halloween? Cowboy. Very nice. Classic. Like like Woody? Not Woody. Like It's not like a Disney thing. Just like just regular cowboy. cowboy shit. Are you and Meredith dre- dressing up? Is the, is the unborn baby going to be dressed up as like like some little play on words with the shirt? Unborn babies are tough to dress up for sure. But um, <laughs> I think me and Meredith are going to try to do a little bit of something. I don't know. We're not going too crazy. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. A lot of candy in the house. Yes, sir. All right. Well, I guess... You know, I'm starting class. Ne- next set of classes next week. It's another seven weeks. We should probably do this again after that. Yep, we'll definitely talk about it. All right, talk to you. Straight to the mall and tear down the inside. 
Prada, Gucci, full link leather, leather, Burbis, cooler, Gucci, sweater, sweater, 20 inches pop my feather, the Birdman dead, I fly in any weather, alligator seats with a head in the inside, smile on the dash, G-Wagon, so fly, number one, don't tangle and twist it, when it comes to these cars, I am that nigga, the gu- 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 Gucci with the matching interior, three-wheel ride with the tie in the middle, it's fresh and stunner, and we like brothers, we shine like paint, daddy, it's our summer, get up, 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 get up,